Okay, my friends, welcome to episode 36. I am so excited to be here with you today. I have a very special guest with me today on the show. Dr. Raquel Muller is a coach, speaker, psychologist, wife, and mother of two, and she knows firsthand how hard self-criticism, comparison, and unrealistic expectations are, and how they can cause moms to experience huge amount of stress, guilt, and overwhelm. So today, Dr. Muller is going to talk to us about overcoming confidence blockers. She's going to talk to us about how the myth of the super mom can actually keep you stuck. So buckle up your seatbelts, friends. This is a good one. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. My name is Kim Ludeman, and I am passionate about helping women just like you embrace your true self so you can show up confidently in your life. Join me as we talk about overcoming limiting beliefs, reshaping what health and wellness really look like, and take steps to becoming captivatingly confident. With all that said, let's go to the show. All right, my friends, welcome to a special edition of the Captivatingly Confident Podcast. I am so incredibly excited to have a special guest with me today. This super mom is an incredible woman. This is Dr. Raquel Mueller. See, I totally butchered it. (laughs) Mueller. Did I say it right? Muller. I even have it written like three different ways in my notes. Gosh. And we talked about this before that I would totally butcher it. And there it went. She is a PhD, my friend. So like, holy cow. She is a coach, a speaker, a psychologist, a wife, and a mom to two kids. Can you even imagine right now? Oh my gosh. I feel like we are just in incredible presence today. I'm so excited that you are here. Thank you so much, Kim. This is such an honor to be here and and to serve. <clears throat> Excuse me, all the the ladies out there, and and especially moms. That's where my heart is 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 with moms, and uh, I'm just really grateful for this opportunity. And what a fantastic year to end 2018, right? It's like a super cool way to say bye to 2018 and look forward to all the exciting things that are coming in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even believe it. So at the time of this recording, it is New Year's Eve. So I think this is going to post a few days after. But what a great time to spend some time looking and reflecting and projecting what we want for this coming year. I'm so excited. We're just going to spend the next 30, 40 minutes just chatting. Uh, Raquel, I want to know about what, what it is that you do. How do you serve women? What does that look like for you? Right. Well, when I was uh, start, I started my practice about two years ago, a little bit over that. And at the time, uh, it, it's a therapy practice, and it was kind of a, um, a generic practice, right, for anybody. Mm-hmm. And um, as I started to research about how to create a successful practice, I started to learn about uh, niches. Mm. So I started to really give some thought to who are my favorite people to serve, who are the people that I really want to impact and serve. And so I, that's how I landed on first. It was, I landed on 
women in general, right? And then mm-hmm. I just narrowed that down even further. <clears throat> and I decided, you know, I, I looked back on my own experience as a mom. Mm. And especially when I was working full time, it was really, uh, it was tough in the sense that my work experiences themselves were great, but just the hustle and bustle of the commute and school and daycare and then home life. And it was really hectic. And I um, realized that I was beating myself up a lot. I didn't Mm. feel very good about myself as a mom. I also found myself doing a lot of snapping at my kids and not having as much quality time, you know, and then whenever whenever we were together, it was, you know, this rushing around and snapping and stuff. It's like, wow, that's not this is not what I want, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Right. So, so when I started, um, you know, to think about who do I want to serve, I started to think about, you know what, I bet there's a lot of ladies that are going through that same struggle. Mm-hmm. And I had learned some things along my, my journey um, that helped me to create a different experience. And so I decided to create a coaching program teaching um, skills, primarily cognitive behavioral skills, which is the kind of uh, work that I was doing with clients, right? I started Mm -hmm. to practice that with myself and it helped me. So I created this program to teach those kinds of skills without necessarily having to go through therapy, right? Because not every person is in that position where they're needing therapy or wanting therapy, but they can still benefit from learning uh, new skills to learn primarily to challenge that inner critic, that, that negative voice that tells us, oh, you're not good enough, you're failing, you don't know what you're doing, you know, because that just makes us feel even worse. And when we don't feel good emotionally, we're not going to show up in our best way either. Mm. And so I learned about the importance of um, self-compassion and the importance of self-acceptance as opposed to um, wanting to be somebody like someone else, right? Comparing ourselves, right? And I found that there was a lot of that. I did that and I realized, you know, that doesn't um, help me, right? Yeah. Um, so in the program, I put in all of these skills together and, and uh, with the idea of that if we can learn to love and accept and take care of ourselves, well, meaning take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, mentally, mm-hmm. socially, spiritually, all of these things are going to help us to become a better person. Yeah. And in the process of doing that, we're better moms. We're showing up at a higher level in a more patient, more calm, more confident way. And we're showing them a great model for how to be. And I think especially of our daughters who will be very likely in that position of being moms themselves, right? It's like, well, what kind of experience do I want my daughter to have? Yeah. Yeah. So that's how, you know, I I help moms is through this uh, coaching. And then I also have my therapy practice. My my goal, though, is to transition entirely into uh, the coaching realm. And and also the other way that I serve is through my speaking. So I do a, a talk that I call the myth of the supermom, well-received. People really seem to resonate with the idea of the supermom 
uh, as a myth, even though it is a beautiful concept, and I always talk about this, right? Uh, that it is a beautiful ideal, and at the same time, it kind of sets us up for, um, you know, feeling like a failure if we're not measuring up to the standard, right? Yeah. Yeah. And there's so many moms. I think all of us as moms hold ourselves to this ideal, this invisible standard that nobody is actually doing, but everybody is striving for. Yeah. Invisible. And it's like, yes, no, it's not like we see, we see like perceptions of that right on social media, especially we see what looks like moms that have it all together, but all of us are trying to be super moms and beating ourselves up for it, which is exactly what you're saying, you know, and then we don't feel good about ourselves. So then we end up, you know, you said snapping at your kiddos and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're probably the only one that does. Nope. I do that. And mm-hmm. it's not, that's not how you want to go. That's not how you want to be modeling life for your kids at all. Right. But yet you find yourself stuck in that cycle. So in your in your coaching and in, in your Myth of the Supermom program, you are helping women kind of uncover some of that, right? And getting tools for moving past that. Like, what does that look like in your practice? Right. Well, so actually, I'm really excited about how things are evolving in my business. So I created this program that is a six-month uh, uh, program with uh, weekly calls and so lots of content, teaching skills, and then incorporating the skills and coming back and seeing how the application um, worked, what didn't work, what needs to be changed, etc. right? Because anytime we're trying to create new habits, and that includes our own mental habits, right? Mm-hmm. It's challenging and it takes time to develop that. And it takes having feedback from another person saying, okay, so great. So, you know, you're doing really well over here. What didn't go well over here? Or, you know, this is your goal that you wanted to create and you're kind of veering off the path. Let's get back on track, you know? And um, so there, that's where I started. Right. And here in the uh, coming year, one of the things that I want to do is offer a, an online program, which is more like a uh, six-week um, program that people can do at home on their own time. So it'll have uh, lessons and uh, practice exercises to do. And then, so that'll be, I think that can be a really great uh, um, starting point for learning some of the skills. And then if somebody wanted to continue that and, and go more in depth with it, then the six month program would be a great fit. But I think just, you know, doing anything that we can to grow ourselves and to improve is really wonderful. The other thing that I think is really important is the aspect of community. Hmm. Cause mm-hmm. right. So we talked about how we compare ourselves and how we are all in this, you know, trying to be these super moms. What I think that sometimes does, though, is that even when we're together with other moms, we're not necessarily talking about the struggles or things that we're not, like saying, you know, if I'm snapping at my kids, I may not be talking about that. (laughs) You know, that maybe I feel like I'm the only one that's doing that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Presenting an image 
that is not quite accurate and perhaps not asking for support. Yeah. So I think the support piece is really helpful, but it takes, you know, just being, um, being authentic and being vulnerable, which mm-hmm. is kind of scary. Yeah. So, so let me ask you a question about that because I feel like the buzzword for 2018 was vulnerability and we have the wonderful Brené Brown to thank for that. Love her. If you haven't read anything of Brené Brown's or you don't know who that is, do a Google search. She's an incredible, um, incredible person in general, but she's a, a shame researcher And she has so many amazing books and TED Talks and presentations where she talks about vulnerability. And so, Raquel, I'm curious in your experience, especially as a psychologist, what do you feel like is the biggest obstacle to women, especially moms, being their authentic, vulnerable self? Like, what do you think are some of the biggest obstacles to that? Yeah, I think shame is a big one mm-hmm. because, right? So shame, what shame says is I'm, I'm bad. I'm a bad person or there's something wrong with me, right? And yeah. so when we feel that way, then um, we're less likely to put ourselves um, out there, right? Because uh, we're risking getting rejected or, or uh, being hurt somehow. So I think that's a a really big one. Yeah. Yeah. Shame is huge. It's huge, especially if you have a background that has trauma, grief, right? Just instability. There can be a lot of shame there. And I love what you're talking about as far as the community aspect and how we can start to bring more vulnerability into that. So what do you see as kind of a progression of that? Like, what do you see the value in community holding when it comes to bringing your authentic self and being vulnerable in community? What is, like, talk us us through that. I'm so curious. (laughs) So I think that, you know, well, first of all, Community, um, so creating a community of people who are supportive and uh, it takes a little bit of work because it's not just anyone who can be a part of that community, right? Right. It's not because you're a mom and I'm a mom that we're going to be in community together, right? It's finding that uh, uh, fit and finding people that really, truly, well, number one, that we can relate to but also people that uh, are not going to judge us, right? Because Mm -hmm. that's a big thing, I think, you know, talking about barriers, I think that fear of being judged. Yeah. um, Because that happens. It happens in our lives. It happens in social media. You know, we see it a lot as well. So there's constantly that, oh my gosh, if I say this or if I do this, what are other people going to say about me? Yeah. And so, but not everybody is... um, judgmental, right? I think that, uh, well, and the thing is this, right? I think we all have the pot, the potential to do that, to be judgmental and to even be mean, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about practicing vulnerability and authenticity. It's a constant choice that we're making to show up in that way. And, you know, but there are, you know, it might be people in our lives who are, um, more willing to do that, that they're, you know, wanting to, to grow also. I always 
you know, talk about the influence of other people around us. We want to surround ourselves with people who are positive, who are growth oriented, who are, um, you know, just interested in supporting us and to create community and being, being real, right? Not just showing a facade, right? So Mm -hmm. I think finding those people that really, truly you connect with and who seem real to you, you know, uh, from, from an emotional, you know, perspective, I think is, is really key. And it's not necessarily always easy. Right. And it's, you know, you can't necessarily bear your soul to just anyone that, that those people have to earn. And Brene Brown talks a lot about this, right. Mm -hmm. Earn this privilege for us to really show them our heart, you know, because sometimes we get hurt because we also are not careful who we share um, with certain mm-hmm. aspects of ourselves, right? Oh yeah. No, that's definitely, that's been a struggle for me is not being really selective and very careful and choosy about who I share with. I tend to be more open with everybody, which doesn't work and you do end up getting hurt. And so you do have to really qualify your receivers and your listeners when you're finding that community and not just being open with just everybody, because you want to find those safe people who aren't going to judge you, aren't going to try to fix you, aren't going to just, you know, put their advice in there and not really hear or see you. And as you mentioned, that's really, it's hard to find. It's so hard. So do you have, and maybe you don't have any suggestions for this and that's totally okay, but do you have any thoughts about how to find these people or how to qualify them to see if they are somebody that's a safe person for you to be vulnerable with. Because like you said, just because you're a mom and I'm a mom doesn't mean that there's now that safe space. It just, we have that in common, but it's, there's more to it than that as far as the qualifying. So do you have any ideas about that? Yeah. Well, I think first of all, it starts with, um, Exploring, right? So, for example, you know, if there's a uh, a particular group that um, seems like it might be a good fit, right now there's so many different uh, uh, meetups and uh, moms groups. So, I think the first thing is just to you know take a chance and go attend a meeting or two and see what the vibe is like. I think it's it can be helpful to observe the dynamic among the people already there, the current members, right? What is the dynamic? Like, what is the vibe, right? And I think it's also important to pay attention to that gut feeling that we get. Mm-hmm. So many times, especially us as women, uh, I have learned, tend to override our gut uh, instinct, right? Like, oh, you know, I'm just imagining that, or that's not right, or that can't be true, mm-hmm. you know, but all along, we may have certain instincts about things, but we don't listen to it. And and that also can get us into trouble, I think. So if you're going somewhere and you're, you know, not feeling quite, you know, comfortable, even if you're not able to put your finger on it, it's like, well, maybe this isn't the thing, the place or the group to, for me to be a part of. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think we can do that one-on-one as well with certain people, right? Like what kind of feeling do I get when I'm with this person? Do I feel um, expansive? Do I feel happy? Do I feel, um, 
good to be, you know, sharing and talking with this person? Or do I feel kind of reserved, like, you know, kind of there's a barrier between us, you know, pay attention to that. I think, um, you know, we have so much more knowledge than, than we think we do. It's just sometimes it's at that gut level. So we're not able to necessarily explain it. Yeah, uh, in a rational way. Yeah, listen to that feeling, though, definitely. Mm -hmm. And also, I think it's important to pay attention to you know the other person. Like, if we are sharing, we obviously would want to see some kind of reciprocity, right? Is that person also sharing? Or on the other hand, it could be they're sharing too much, (laughs) you know, and. or maybe some people, you know, uh, really, well, I think we all on some level enjoy talking about ourselves, but some people are just like you were saying earlier, right? They may talk so much about themselves that they don't listen, you know, to us. Yeah. And if that's the case, then that's not necessarily a reciprocal uh, uh, relationship. So that may not be a good person to connect. Yeah. Yeah. Reciprocity. Love it. I also love the word that you used, expansive. Like, does that person help to draw you out? Yes. You know, if you can find those people, you have to like latch onto them and keep them close by. I feel like that is a a personality trait and an art form that is kind of lost. I feel really fortunate that a lot of my friends fall into that category of just being good question askers, good listeners, like I don't know how I manifested them into my life, but I'm so thankful. And I think that's part of it too, right? Is, yeah, okay, you're on it. If you're, for podcast listeners, there's lots of head nodding happening right now. So (laughs) tell tell us all. Yeah, well, I was going to say, you know, you said, I don't know how I manifested this. And here's the thing, right? When you put that energy out there for yourself and you're showing up as you, and not trying to pretend you're someone else or trying to, I don't know. I mean, you just being you, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be vulnerable and share like your deepest, darkest secrets. It's just, you're showing up in your own energy and bringing positivity wherever you go. Guess what? When you do that, you attract those very same kinds of people. When we focus on the negative things, um, or are constantly, um, you know, suspicious of everybody or think that we're going to be hurt at every turn. Well, guess what? It tends to attract those same kinds of energy. So we want to walk into every situation with an open mind, still, you know, paying attention to what's happening and how the dynamics are, you know, going and whether this is somebody that we really want to connect with, like I was describing before, but always with an open mind, right? And bringing that positivity, trying to, you know, always you know, be a, a, a good influence on the people around us, you know, Wallace Waddle. So I, I, uh, is, this is one of the books that I read. It's called the, actually the science of getting rich. Ooh. But <laughs> it's a lot about mindset. And one of the things that one of the ideas, the concepts is about being a person of increase and Ooh. being a person of increase means that you're somebody who is, is growing, is wanting to, create something better. And in doing that, you're bringing that into the world, right? And you're, yeah. whenever people associate with you, you're bringing them along for a beautiful journey of growth and, and just positive things, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. And connection too. And I love that you were talking about vibrations and energy. Uh, Jen Sincero, I feel like I quote her every other episode. I'm like, and then Jen said, but in her book, You Are a Badass, if you haven't read it, you've got to get it. It's incredible. But she talks about what vibrations and energy level you put out, you attract. And that's the law of the universe. It's physics. And I love that. I love that if you are projecting that, you will attract that. And especially when you're looking for your people, when you're looking for this community, looking for that higher vibration. And like you said, when you walk into it, you know, if you do do a meetup group or something like the mob, which is the yes. mom business. <laughs> So if you are not in the mob, you need to get yourself in there. It's a Facebook group. There's also chapters that are spreading like wildfire. It is incredible. And especially here in the Pacific Northwest, we have, what, like 15? No. maybe I think it's like 15 different chapters of these mommy-owned business badass ladies who show up and just support and encourage one another. And the vibrations at these groups are just, I mean, you walk in and it's almost electric because there's so much encouragement and so much, you know, energy in that room and in these individuals. And so, like you said, if you do go to a meetup group or if you do a networking event, or if you do, you know, some sort of group activity and you're kind of looking at the energy there, you know, that can be a huge indicator of whether or not these people are going to be worth your time and worth you bringing you to, if that makes sense. Amen to that sister. Oh, totally. totally (laughs) Makes sense. And, And I think it goes back to the idea of we can't necessarily control what other people do, think, say, we can only control ourselves. Right. And so we, uh, what is that? Uh, um, the quote about be the change you want to see in the world, right? So we have to start with ourselves, mm-hmm. and and it's the same concept that I have applied to my work with moms. Is that in order for us to be of greater service to our children and our spouses, we have to start with ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> Just. Applies to everything, you know, and that's what I have uh, learned. And that's the kind of um, a, a understanding that I want to, to bring wherever I go. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what do you think in your experience are some of the kind of obstacles or blocks to confidence that you've seen either for yourself personally or with the, the people that you've worked with? that stop you from showing up and being vulnerable or stop you from having that confidence that you want to have? Like, what have you seen? Well, uh, definitely uh, negative self-talk is, is mm. there. <laughs> uh-huh. Nobody struggles with that. What are you talking oh, not about? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so um, the inner critic, oh. it's there. For a good reason, though, it is trying to keep us safe, trying to warn us of potential dangers, which can happen anytime we try to change anything. And this is something to be aware of, right? Is that anytime we're trying to grow, 
there's a little, that little inner critic gets activated going, wait a minute, what, what, what are you doing? This isn't safe. This isn't what we're used to. This isn't, this isn't familiar. Mm-hmm. It's strange. You need to go back, you know, so expect that that's going to happen. Anytime that you want to um, create significant changes, there's always that piece um, uh, in there. And that's for all human beings. I do really believe that, that that's yeah. And, you know, there is an element I have discovered that making room for more good in our lives is something that we actually have to nurture and practice. Because, you know, for example, it may sound really good to me to be like a Brene Brown, right? And go all over the world and do uh, um, presentations and write books and all this stuff. But as I sit here, I'm like, oh my God, that's kind of scary. I don't know. I I don't know if I can really, that's too much. (laughs) Mm -hmm. This dream is too big for me. Right. Yeah. Um, And whenever we experience, think about this. And I read, I I heard somebody say this, that the most dangerous emotion, I think you might've been even Brene Brown, something about the most dangerous emotion that we can experience is joy. And the reason for that is whenever we experience joy, suddenly we can become really afraid that this is not going to last. Yep. The other shoe is going to drop. When is it going to happen? This can't, this can't be, it can't be like this all the time. Something bad is going to happen, you know, pretty soon here. And that is really a phenomenon that I have uh, uh, encountered in my own journey in the last few years as I have started my business and started to grow and, um, you know, create something bigger than what I was used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's so funny that you bring this up because I just last night actually started reading The Big Leap. Oh, yes. Jay Hendricks. Love it. Oh my gosh. My mind is blown all over the place. It's incredible because he has this theory, this premise that everybody has kind of that, uh, what does he call it? The limiting the upper limit problem. Upper limit problem. Yes, exactly. And so your upper limit is basically like, the thermostat inside of you as far as how much happiness you can take. Yes. And then you have to like something, something happens to where you drop it down back to your comfort zone and what you know. And this is exactly what you're talking about as far as like, you know, joy being dangerous, like happiness being almost kind of dangerous because then we go after we experience some of it, we have to sabotage it because that's what we know. And if we're not aware of that, we can't break through that upper limit and experience the confidence, the joy, the happiness that we want to experience. And that stops us even in community too and in relationships. It's insane. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's so much good stuff here. I'm taking notes and I'm running out of my paper already. There's so much good (laughs) stuff here. Um, okay, so that was one of the confidence blockers. Do you have maybe one more that you see that kind of sticks out to you? Because we talked before we hit record, we were talking about some of these and we were like totally in sync with with these. So I want you to tell us a couple more that you've seen yeah. or even just one more. Well, let's see. I talked about the inner critic and the upper limit problem. Um, 
you know, I think we sometimes have really, how can I put it? Okay, what do I want to say? Comparisons. Comparison. Yeah. Oh, preach. Comparison. You know, I uh, am not as good as so-and-so. Look at her. Look at him. Well, in our case, I think most often it's going to be a her that we're looking at. Like, look at Susie Q. She's got it all together. She's got mm-hmm. three kids and a husband and a job. And, a, you know, and her house is always immaculate. And she cooks gourmet meals. And she's got it perfect. I, I, how come I can't be like that? <laughs> or sometimes I think, you know, as we know with, with uh, social media, um, it's really easy to just see the beautiful side of things, the perfect side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not necessarily all there is to the story, right? We just see yeah. certain snapshots, but we don't see the struggles or we don't see the, the, the challenges that it took to get to that particular um, result or that particular moment in time that was great. And uh, so I think we need to be really mindful about how we set our expectations. And I think this is also where uh, self-compassion comes in, you know, and self-acceptance, right? Like being uh, patient with ourselves and kind to ourselves, even as we grow, you know, so self-compassion is not about a, oh, woe is me and, um, you know, things never seem to go right for me. It's more about, you know what, I am growing and growth is challenging sometimes and I'm going to encounter obstacles and I'm not in the same place that another person is. And that's okay. You know, I'm going to just, you know, stick with where in my path and get support. Of course, this is the other thing too, right? Like it's good to have people to look up to, but it's not necessarily healthy to measure up ourselves against you know another person especially somebody who is farther along right and or they have a different set of circumstances yeah <clears throat> i think one of the things that i've noticed in the comparison trap is that when you really start to break it down it's actually quite silly like yeah comparison is is silly if not ridiculous because you have no idea what goes on behind closed doors you have no clue. And even if you did have a clue, it doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. And I feel like, you know, when we talk in the captivatingly confident community, we talk about comparison a lot. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, and I'd love your thoughts on this. I feel like it's almost one of those things that you literally decide to stop doing. Like you literally decide that it's silly and that it doesn't matter. And that there is no benefit to it because it always puts somebody down, whether it's putting you down or it's putting them down. There's nothing positive or energetic about it. It always takes instead of gives. And so it's kind of one of those things that you just, you decide, you know what, I'm putting my blinders on. I'm staying in my own lane. I'm not going to look around me and see what other people are doing because it doesn't, it doesn't benefit me or them. And it's just like something that you, because I think we look for kind of tips and tricks to stop comparing. And I feel like it's kind of a, you just have that awareness yeah. and that kind of presence of mind to say, nope, 
Not even going to do it. Not even going to do it. Well, that's it. And it goes back to what uh, this, it's the same with uh, vulnerability and authenticity. It's a choice that we're constantly uh, making all the time. It's not uh, something that it's a once and done necessarily. Right. It's going to want to creep back in the old stuff, right? Old patterns, old habits. Um, so yeah, it's a choice. It's a choice. And I think, you know, it's important to also note there is a difference between comparing ourselves and being inspired by someone, someone, right? Yes. Yes. Healthy to have that. Uh, but again, you know, comparing ourselves, oh, well, you know, she's doing this and how come I, you know, and especially when you, we start thinking about her, yeah, relative to me and no, you know, it's, Inspiration is great, though. I that's one of my favorite words in the in the whole English language. Yeah. Well, and I feel like it's a completely different energy. Yes. Inspiration is something that brings that vibe, that brings that energy, that elevates you and the other person, because there's that aspirational aspirational aspect to it versus comparison, which just takes and brings down and there's like, there's no, there's no force there. There's no energy, but I love what you're saying about inspiration and how that's different. And then that's important to have, you know, people that you look up to, but that you don't compare yourself to and get kind of caught in that trap. Exactly. And I would like to add that I think inspiration is expansive, whereas comparison is contractive. So, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. Can you just say that? Say it again. Inspiration is expansive and comparison is contractive. So That's when you think about somebody that you admire and wow, look at them, they're doing some really amazing things. I would love to create, um, you know, that kind of success in my own life or, um, you know, if, if the feeling is expansive, it's, it's a, one of happiness, of joy, of excitement looking forward to that's expansive that's inspiration right but if on the other hand the feeling is oh i'm not doing it right i'm failing you know they're doing so well and i'm over here and and the feeling is like oh i don't feel good you know with with myself i feel like i'm less than um then that's yeah that's when it's not healthy yeah yeah oh man i just love that I love that. I feel like that needs to be a bumper sticker. (laughs) Bumper sticker wisdom. I love that. Um, Well, unfortunately, we are running out of time. Time flies so fast. I don't know how it happens. Um, But tell us a little bit about where we can find you on the internet webs. And I also heard a little birdie say that you have a special gift for my listeners which is amazing. So tell us all the things. Okay. Wonderful. Yes. So uh, you can find me on my website, which is joyfulimperfectioncounseling.com. And um, also on Facebook at Joyful Imperfection Counseling. I post regular content on a weekly basis. This week I've actually taken uh, a little break. Uh, (laughs) I do post uh, Monday through Friday and it's a lot of inspirational memes. I post educational videos about self-compassion and the super mom myth and perfectionism and relationships. And so um, topics that I uh, 
you know, feel my audience can really enjoy and, and get some value out of. Yeah. And then uh, I also have a Facebook group called Recovering Supermoms, which uh, mm. people and I'm trying to create sort of a community. And uh, I'm still learning about how to uh, create that level of uh, engagement that's really going to make it super awesome. So that's one of the areas where I'm being compassionate with myself because I'm, I'm trying to create something, but I'm still not at the place where I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm still learning a lot, but uh, yeah, definitely check out on the Facebook. And then for the special gift, there is a, there's going to be a link here in the show notes that's going to take you to my super mom uh, syndrome checklist, which is essentially a checklist of, um, you know, little symptoms, right. If you will, that, uh, talk about whether or not you might have this super mom syndrome. In other words, you know, trying to do the super mom thing in such a way that it's taking a toll on you. Hmm. Um, but then the important thing is um, then that is followed by a series of tips and strategies to help you go from super mom, the one with the cape to being an authentic and real super mom. And uh, so that's, that's the gift that I have for your listeners and wow. everybody will take advantage of it and enjoy it. That's perfect. That is perfect. So again, like Raquel said, I'm going to have all of that in the show notes for you. So you can find the links to follow her on social media and to grab that checklist so that you can kind of just take a little, take a little self-reflection moment, see where you're at and where you're falling in this super mom myth, and then get some tips and tricks. And I follow Raquel on Instagram and I love her. She's amazing, posts so much good stuff that if you're a mom, you definitely need to be following her because there is so much good stuff and I love it. And I love being able to talk to, you know, experts too, which, you know, building that kind of know, like, and trust factor. So it's nice to have you like face to face too. So this is so great. And (laughs) Raquel and I are both in the mob. So I have gotten to speak with her on a number of occasions and she is just fantastic. So I highly, highly encourage you to go check her out. Join that Facebook group. It sounds incredible. How am I not in there? I don't know. You have to, re- you just request uh, to join. That's crazy. I don't know how I'm not in there, but guess where I'm going right after we hit stop. Awesome. So make sure you do that. Raquel, is there anything else that you want to add before we wrap up? Uh, let's see. I would love to add something. I just don't know what. <laughs> you can, okay, here's, here it is. Here it is. Are you ready for this? I'm totally putting her on the spot, by the way. This is not rehearsed. If you could tell the women listening to this podcast one thing, what would you tell them? Ooh. <laughs> Mm. I know it's tough. It's tough. We'll do like a little Jeopardy music here. Oh, she's ready. In order for you to be the best mom, the mom that your children deserve and the one that you want to give them, you have to start with yourself. Mm. Boom. Mic drop. Moms are people first. Yes. Yes. I think we forget that. 
that moms are people. Yep. So it can't be all about the give, 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 because we get depleted. We're human beings and we also have limits and we have needs and we can't forget about those. To the degree that we honor that in ourselves is the degree that we're going to be of greater service to our families. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. That was perfect. Oh, cool. Absolutely perfect. Oh, yes. You are a person, not just a mom. It is a part of your identity, but not the whole. Exactly. And in order to show up the way that you want to for your children, it has to start with you practicing some serious self-care and working on all of the things we've talked about. It's beautiful. That was perfect. Well, Raquel, thank you so much for being here today. I so appreciate you taking the time. You are amazing. And we'll definitely have to have you back on so you can share more of your amazing expertise with us. I would love that. Oh, I would love that too. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a true honor to have this platform to be able to share my message because this is something that I'm really passionate about. And I envision a world where we can be, you know, happy moms raising happy kids, you know, and not feeling like we have to compare ourselves to other people and just everybody, you know, continue to grow and and be happy and show our kids that the way. Yeah. To that joy and that fulfillment. Yes. Thank you for this opportunity, Kim. Kim. You're amazing. Thank you to all the listeners of Captivatingly Confident Podcast. Yes. Yay, you. Thank you for spending your time with us and for taking this to heart. If you want notes, but you weren't able to take them, make sure you check out the show notes. Those are available on iTunes and this podcast will also be available on Stitcher. So make sure you check that out. All right. Happy New Year's to all of you and we'll see you next year. See you next year.